they are going to focus, once Biden is officially in, they are going to focus on trying to make Trump the issue and keep the focus on Trump. They are going to try and focus on um, bringing Trump to justice, bringing his enablers to justice, bringing uh, these white supremacists and, frankly, terrorists that attacked the Capitol to justice. That was, that's going to be their focus. And, they, and the media is going to focus on that too. And while they focus on that, they are going to do what they did during the 2016 election. After the 2016 election, they are going, instead of looking at what actually happened in the 2016 election, which was a huge rejection of neoliberalism, that's why Trump got elected, what they are going to do, they are going to try to distract in 2016, 2017, 2018, it was Russiagate. Now it's going to be, even when Trump is gone, the distraction away from the, how income inequality has expanded during the coronavirus. They are going to distract away from how uh, 8 million more people have fallen into poverty. They are going to distract away from the fact that over 50 million people now do not have health insurance because they lost their health. Uh, there was 30 million uninsured. Now we're at, at 20 million more uninsured. So over 50 million now have no health insurance because of this country, the United Corporations of America, uh, we actually have what is the United Corporations of America and our health care is linked to our employment. So they are going to use what happened at the Capitol, which don't get me wrong. Trump should be held accountable, I believe, criminally. Don't get me wrong. I think we have the makings of potentially heading towards very dangerous territory. You have Michael just did a live stream talking about he's hearing from other Congress people. He's hearing from other people um, that... There might be another attack. Uh, I'm a reporter, so I'm not going to just put out stuff that I can't verify, but there is, is stuff going on on the internet about another potential attack uh, on D.C. before the inauguration, on the day of the inauguration. Michael Moore did a live stream about it. He posted about it at his, at his Instagram. Instagram took it down. I don't want to just push stuff that I can't verify, but there is a lot of chatter. Let's put it that way. There's a lot of chatter um, that there will be follow-up actions by Trump supporters. And based on Trump, let's not think that Trump will tell them, don't come. Trump will, he'll either tell them directly to come or he'll be silent, which is complicity. Without him telling them, no more. Stay home. No more actions. There will be a new administration. Whatever. If he wants to push his cockamamie election fraud, that's, that's fine. But without him saying that, he is, wink and a nod, telling his supporters to come, to continue acting. I want to make sure that progressives understand we need, and I'm talking to AOC, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Rokana, Pramila Jayapal, Cory Bush, Jamal Bowman, everybody. The squad is now however many. This is a moment where we walk and chew gum. We cannot only focus on Trump's impeaching Trump, which I think is important. I do agree we need to impeach Trump. Frankly, I think we need to be, he needs to be criminally prosecuted. And I'm going to show you why I believe that. We must make sure, we must make sure 
that the establishment, uh, the neoliberal corporate establishment, wants to distract away from economic issues. The neoliberal corporate establishment does not want to focus on the fact that over 50 million people do not have health care right now because of, the, because of uh, our health care system being tied to employer-sponsored insurance. The neoliberal establishment does not want you, does not want us to focus on the fact that Joe Biden is literally stuffing his administration with uh, servants of Goldman Sachs. He just named uh, Gina Raimondo, the governor of Rhode Island, a, ma- a major servant of Goldman Sachs and Wall Street, used to work in private equity, his commerce secretary. I'm going to go through her in a little bit. He named uh, Neera Tandon, we know. He named Mayor Marty Walsh of Boston as his labor secretary. All you got to do is look up Mayor Marty Walsh and Black Lives Matter, Boston Police Department, to know how corrupt he is. So two things could be true at the same time. I do believe, I want to be very clear, I believe Trump needs to be impeached. I do understand that he only has 10 days left, but it doesn't matter. You cannot allow what Donald Trump did to go without punishment. I think the pressure needs to be put on the Republicans after the House impeaches him to convict, put them, put them on the defense, make them decide what side in history do they want to be in. And why do I think, why do I think Donald Trump needs to be impeached? Why do I think Donald Trump needs to be criminally prosecuted? I'm going to show you that in a minute. But I think this is a moment that progressives, and I'm talking about the squad, do not let the MSNBCs, CNNs, New York Times, Washington Post, all of them, Biden, his identity politics apparatus around him because he has stuffed his administration trying to check every box. African-Americans checked, Latinos checked, indigenous checked, LGBT checked. Do not let them make, once Trump is out of office, make Trump the number one issue. Do not let them only focus on creating commissions and, and hearings on Trump and criminally prosecuting Trump and criminally prosecuting Mark Meadows and criminally prosecuting Rudy Giuliani and criminally prosecuting all the people around Trump. Yes, those things are important, but we could walk and chew gum at the same time. And I am telling you right now, mark this down. Don't let them gaslight you because what is about to come, they are going to take the focus off of the economic destruction They are going to take the focus off of the continued pain in this country economically, the the continued gilded age that we live in, the continued theft of our money for 40 years, that's that red line, to the top 1%. They are going to take the focus off the fact that PPP money, that PPP money that was meant for small businesses was hijacked by multi-billion dollar corporate conglomerates. That's a crime. They are going to take the focus off the fact that we have a mass, mass 
homeless epidemic that's about to come because they have not canceled rent. They have kicked the eviction moratorium down the road. Those are two different things. And millions of people in this country, the United Corporations of America, once that eviction moratorium are lifted, they are going to owe tens of thousands of dollars in back pay for rent. And you think Joe Biden and the Democratic Party is going to tell their donors, the big real estate developers, the landlords, the banks that are invested in those mortgages, the banks that are invested in those rental companies? Uh, No, you got to forgive that rent. Hell no. Biden's going to do the same thing that Obama did. Look the other way as millions of Americans were foreclosed on. We cannot, because Joe Biden will try to do this. Kamala Harris will try to do this. CNN will try to do this. MSNBC is going to try to do this. New York Times, Washington Post, all of them are going to try to do this. Not only because they don't want the focus to be on the economic gilded age we live in. They don't want the focus to be on the fact that we have 50 million people without health insurance. Not to mention when you add in all the people that have health insurance but are underinsured, can't even afford to use the health insurance they have. Probably have closer to 100 million between uninsured and underinsured. They don't want the focus to be on that. They don't want the focus to be on the fact that literally in a few months, once vaccine is widely distributed, once the unemployment number, which is a surface number, it doesn't really tell you how the economy is doing the unemployment number, but that's what CNBC and the corporate media use. Once that number starts going down, they're going to say, oh, don't need an eviction moratorium. And you're going to see an unprecedented amount of people thrown onto the streets. They don't want they don't want that to be the focus. So what they're going to do is they're going to extend they are going to extend what they've been doing for the last 5 years in large part for profit. They covered Trump 24/7 for profit. They're going to extend that to when he leaves. The focus will be on the uh, New York Southern District uh, the, the Southern District of New York's criminal investigation into Donald Trump and his business. The investigations into Ivanka Trump, investigations into his sons, investigations into Rudy Giuliani, investigations into uh, some of Trump's top advisors. That's what they're going to focus on. Biden is going to say, I'm telling you, save this video. Biden is going to say, yeah, yeah, we can't do the $2,000 checks. We can't do X, Y, and Z because right now we need to undo the damage that Donald Trump did. That will be the talking point. Right now, we need to focus on undoing the damage Donald Trump has done domestically and globally. Joe Biden will take executive actions to undo Donald Trump's um, deregulation and and getting rid of uh, many clean water uh, rules, many uh, offshore drilling rules. Joe Biden will take executive action to undo uh, what Trump did in terms of the Dreamers and DACA. Joe Biden will take executive order to undo a lot of the terrible things Trump did in terms of banning certain countries from coming. He will take executive action on non-economic things. And those executive, those executive actions are important. But, and I'm so glad you just mentioned this, uh, somebody who mentioned that, struggled, struggled on, while doing those things, They're going to take the focus completely off of there are 8 million more people that have dipped into poverty during coronavirus. 
millions of people facing evictions at some point. They're, they're not canceling the rent, so the money's going to come due. They're going to take, uh, they're going to take, try to take the focus off the fact that what are you going to do about 20 million more people have no health insurance? What are you going to do? Strengthen Obamacare? Well, they can't afford Obamacare. Uh, what are you going to do about these companies that raided the PPP money meant for small businesses? Literally, multi-billion dollar corporate conglomerates got PPP loans meant for small businesses. They're not going to focus on that. What are you going to do about the fact that Donald Trump just doubled and tripled down on fracking, expediting the destruction of the planet? They are going to focus on undoing things Trump did and bringing Trump to justice. And we can't let them sell that as progress. We cannot let them sell that as building back better. They just hired Joe Biden. He is very lucky that the Capitol attack happened because two days after the Capitol attack, oh, I wonder why he announced these picks two days after the Capitol attack while the coverage was completely on the Capitol attack. You want to know who he brought in? Governor Gina Raimondo of Rhode Island. Literally, the governor of Rhode Island, whose nickname is Miss Goldman Sachs. No, that's not a joke. Look her up. Gina Raimondo, Goldman Sachs. Gina Raimondo was just named Commerce Secretary by Joe Biden. As governor of Rhode Island, her idea of economic development was basically continually partnering with Goldman Sachs to, quote-unquote, help Rhode Island small businesses. Goldman Sachs dedicates $10 million to helping small businesses in Rhode Island. Well, I happen to have a few friends in Rhode Island. I asked them, when, they, when I mentioned Gina Romando's name, they, they, they get nauseous. Needless to say, Goldman Sachs didn't exactly help Rhode Island's working class voters with Gina Romando's partnership with Goldman Sachs. Needless to say, because she ain't a one-trick pony, Gina Romando, uh, when Rhode Island was running out of stimulus money, where did Gina Romando as governor go? Goldman Sachs. As stimulus runs out, as stimulus runs out, Rhode Island taps Goldman Sachs to support small businesses and backstop federal PPP money. Oh, I wonder what could go wrong. I wonder what could go wrong. You're running out of money, so let's run to one of the largest banks on planet Earth that is responsible for destroying the global financial markets over a decade ago. She's done multiple partnerships with Goldman Sachs to, quote, help small businesses. I promise you, if I speak with a few small business owners in Rhode Island, I will find they were not helped by Goldman Sachs. And I promise you, if Goldman Sachs is involved, they're not interested in actually helping small businesses. They're interested in getting a huge, huge bonus. And if they can get away with it, defrauding their clients. Joe Biden just named Gina Raimondo, Mrs. Goldman Sachs, as his commerce secretary. That's not all. That's not all. Politico reported Wednesday that Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is under serious consideration to run the Department of Health and Human Services. 
after years of destructive leadership in Rhode Island, where she is overseeing one of the worst COVID crises in the country, picking Ramondo for HHS, a key position leading the administration's pandemic response, would be disastrous and harmful. The American public agrees. According to a recent polling, nearly 70 percent of respondents oppose Biden appointing Ramondo to any cabinet position. Quote, Ramondo is exactly the wrong person to pick if the goal is to install confidence that the Biden administration can bring a swift end to the pandemic. David Segal, executive director of Demand Progress and former Rhode Island House of Representatives member said her record on health is a total disaster. And because of her mismanagement, COVID rates in Rhode Island are around twice the national average. Whether COVID's RI, uh, whether COVID, RI's Affordable Care Act, insurance exchange or a major benefits overhaul known as UHIP, she has a lengthy track record of failures in the healthcare space in particular. Ramondo's career has been driven by out-of-state contributions from hedge funders who often back Republicans who share her antipathy for civil, ser- civil servants, Revolving Door Project Executive Director Jeff Hauser said. We need a leader at Health and Human Services who could lift civil servants' morale after years of unwarranted attacks by Trump and Alex Azar. Ramondo is the wrong person with the wrong baggage at the most critical time. From mismanaging the pandemic to constantly siding with corporate interests the bank to bankroll her campaigns to undercutting abortion access in Rhode Island, Ramondo's record on health should disqualify her from this position. At the behest of lobbyists, she issued executive, usher, executive orders to shield nursing homes, hospitals, and other health care providers from liability. Documents show that Romando quickly responded to lobbyist demands for an executive order granting them legal immunity during the pandemic, the culmination of a decade-old effort by the Koch-funded ALEC. Quote, what immunity has done is allow nursing homes to act unreasonably without accountability, said Anthony Leone, a Warwick-based personal injury lawyer. She cut $58.7 million for Medicaid this year while giving $15.7 million to insurance companies. When we're pushing brutal Medicaid cuts, we just can't afford to give extra money to insurance companies, especially not when it comes with an initiative to encourage them to cut spending on actual care. She signed a budget that stripped abortion coverage from thousands of Rhode Island Rhode Islanders contributing to NARAL downgrading her to mixed on choice. Rhode Island health insurers must offer plans that do not cover abortion under new requirements in the state's recently passed fiscal 2016 budget. I mean, honestly, if I had a few hours, this woman should not have any public position, let alone Commerce Secretary of the United States. But Biden just brought her in very, very quietly while all the media and all everybody's attention was on the Capitol attacks. He brought in Marty Walsh, the mayor of Boston. If you live in Boston, I don't think you would disagree with me. This is a corrupt mayor who has been complicit in the Boston Police Department's corruption, harassment, and targeting of black Bostonians. He has been complicit in police cover-ups, and he is now Biden's labor secretary. So I want to be very clear. We're going to get to Trump. And I'm not I'm not focusing on Democrats to absolve Trump of what he just did, absolve these white terrorists of of what they just did, because, yes, they are terrorists. This is not absolving Donald Trump. This is not saying that we shouldn't there. There should be no focus on Donald Trump's impeachment, possibly the 25th Amendment. Reports are coming out. Mike Pence is kind of 
opening the door to the 25th Amendment if Trump acts more unstable? I don't really know what that means. How much more unstable do you want this man to act, Vice President Pence? I think Trump should be criminally prosecuted, which I'm going to get to in a few minutes. But I just want to make sure, I want to make sure that progressives keep their eye on the ball. We cannot let them change this, change the topic completely away from the gross economic destruction in this country, the gross economic inequality in this country, the gross fact that over 50 million Americans do not have health insurance, the gross fact that between 50 and 100 million are underinsured, the fact that we have a mass eviction crisis on our hands, the fact that we do not know when this pandemic will be over, we do not know how effective this vaccine will be. We do not know if this coronavirus mutation that is now spreading across the country could be worse than the original COVID-19. We have to not let them change the discussion solely to Trump, solely to bringing Trump to justice, solely to undoing the damage Trump did domestically and globally. Uh-uh. Walk and chew gum at the same time. If Biden and the media want to bring Trump to justice, that's fine. You could do it while simultaneously giving monthly, not one check, monthly checks of $2,000 or more to every American while we are still in this pandemic. That's what needs to happen. Monthly $2,000 checks. We also need to, and I talked about this yesterday, right now, Bernie Sanders is one of the most powerful senators in the United States. There's a 50-50 tie between Democrats and Republicans in the Senate. 50-50 tie means Kamala Harris as vice president breaks the tie. But if any Democrat, let's say for most things, which I predict, Republicans will not give their votes to Joe Biden. I'm not seeing many things that Republicans are going to give their votes to Joe Biden for. That means you can't afford to lose any Democratic senator if you're not going to get any Republican votes. I don't think you're getting Republican votes on $2,000 checks. I don't think you're getting Republican votes on any form of UBI. I don't think you're getting Republican votes on any type of health care expansion. I don't think you're getting any Republican votes on any type of climate change legislation. I don't think you're getting Republican votes on any type of cancellation of rent. So that means if you're not going to get any Republican votes, you can't, the Democrats can't afford to lose one of those Democrats because if they lose one of those 50 Democrats, well, there's no tie, and thus Kamala Harris can't break the tie. Why is that important? Because Bernie Sanders could be that power broker as a Democratic senator. Bernie Sanders could be that one Democrat who says, uh-uh, I'm not giving you my vote unless you come to me. You come, I'm talking to you, Chuck Schumer. I'm talking to you, Joe Biden. You come to the progressive side and you give us what we want. From a floor vote on Medicare for all, from monthly checks, to rent cancellation, to a whole host of other things. And I hear the argument from people, well, Jordan, you're saying Bernie could be the most critical senator, but what about Joe Manchin? Can't he stop? Can he stop things as well? He can. That's fair. But who is more likely, who is more likely of Bernie Sanders or Joe Manchin to try and block 
neoliberal try and block legislation that caters from neoliberal to right wing, which is most of the legislation you're going to see from Joe Biden. Do you think Joe Manchin is going to try and block neoliberal legislation like the TPP trade deal? I don't think so. Do you think Joe Manchin is going to try and block tax credits for the middle class, like stimulus that gives tax credits to the middle class or job retraining for the middle class? No, Joe Manchin Manchin will go along with that. You think Joe Manchin is going to block legislation to, you know, help small businesses, which they call that kind of legislation tax credits to help small businesses. But in reality, all of those tax credits that the Democrats have done traditionally to help small businesses, coincidentally, always seem to help big banks. Do you think Joe Manchin is going to be the one to try and block those things? I don't I don't think so. Donald Trump absolutely needs to be hold hold accountable. I'm going to get to what I think about him being removed from Twitter. Uh, what I think about this mass purge of people being removed from Parler and Parler being removed from apps, you know, Amazon removing Parler and Google uh, removing Parler from their app store. Um, you know, people are crying censorship and all these things. I have a bit of a, shall I say, nuanced take on all of this. Some of you might not like it, but I, I believe what I believe. I want to show you just part of Trump's speech before the Capitol event, before the Capitol, what I think is a terrorist attack. I'm not going to show you the whole thing, but I want to show you a part, uh, to me, is particularly jarring. So when you hear, when you hear, while there is no evidence to prove any wrongdoing, this is the most fraudulent thing anybody said. This is a criminal enterprise. This is a criminal enterprise. And, and the press will say, and I'm sure they won't put any of that on there because that's no good. And you ever see, while there is no evidence to back President Trump's assertion, I could go on for another hour reading this stuff to you and telling you about it. There's never been anything like it. Think about it. Detroit had more votes than it had voters. Pennsylvania had 205,000 more votes than it had more votes. You don't have to go any. Between that, I think that's almost better than dead people, if you think, right? More votes than they had voters, and many other states also. It's a disgrace that the United States of America, tens of millions of people, are allowed to go vote without so much as even showing identification. In no state is there any question or effort made to verify the identity, citizenship, residency, or eligibility of the votes cast. The Republicans have to get tougher. You're not going to have a Republican Party if you don't get tougher. They want to play so straight. They want to... It's just getting started. This is the greatest in history. There's never been a movement like that. You look back there all the way to the Washington Monument, it's hard to believe. We must stop this deal, and then we must ensure that such outrageous election fraud never happens again, can never be allowed to happen again. But we're going forward. We'll take care of going forward. we got to take care of going back. Don't let them talk. Okay, well, we promise. I've had a lot of people. Sir, you're at 96% for four years. I said, I'm not interested right now. I'm interested in right there. With your help, we will finally pass powerful 
the vital civic tradition of in-person voting on election day to abuse their power. It's a dirty business. You have a lot of bad people out there and fraudulent information. We are the greatest country on earth, and we are headed and were headed in the right direction. You know, the wall is built. We're doing record numbers at the wall. Now they want to take down the wall. Let's let everyone flow in. Let's let everybody flow. We have a deep and enduring love for America in our hearts. We love our country. We have overwhelming pride in this great country, and we have it deep in our souls. Together, we are determined to defend and preserve government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Our brightest days are before us. Our greatest achievements still wait. I think one of our great achievements will be election security, because nobody until I came along had any idea how corrupt our elections were. And again, most people would stand there at 9 o'clock in the evening and say, I want to thank you very much. And they go off to some other life. But I said, something's wrong here. Something's really wrong. Can't have happened. And we fight. We fight like hell. And if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. Our exciting adventures and boldest endeavors have not yet begun. My fellow Americans, for our movement, for our children, and for our beloved country. And I say this, despite all that's happened, the best is yet to come. So we're going to, we're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania Avenue. And we're going to the Capitol, and we're going to try and give the Democrats are hopeless. They're never voting for anything. Not even one vote. But we're going to try and give our Republicans, the weak ones, because the strong ones don't need any of our help, we're tr going to try and give them the kind of pride. In another part of that clip, in another part of that clip, he said, I'm coming with you. I'm coming with you. Why Donald Trump should not only be impeached, why Donald Trump should not only probably be removed via the 25th Amendment, why Donald Trump should be criminally prosecuted, in my opinion, is because Donald Trump, for months, was inciting those very people to quote-unquote stop the steal. I was there. I interviewed a lot of them. Donald Trump for months was urging those people to quote-unquote take back the country. Donald Trump for months was inciting people to take some form of action. People he knew, he is full aware that many of his supporters that he was sending this message to are part of white militias, are part of conspiracy groups like QAnon, which he says he likes because they like him and support him. Donald Trump knew that 
while he was speaking with that crowd of thousands and thousands of mostly white people, many of whom were armed, he knew he was telling them to go to the Capitol while the the Electoral College votes were being certified. He's not stupid. He knew they, he wasn't telling them to go there to have a good old protest outside the Capitol. Let him hear your voice. In that speech, he was telling them, we will never stop fighting. We will take back our country. Let us walk to the Capitol now and let us essentially uh, send a message to those Republicans that are not supporting my attempt to overturn the election results. That is the definition. Inciting violence is not like, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be literally saying, go get your guns, let's shoot them all up. That's not inciting violence. That, that is inciting violence, but inciting violence There's a whole spectrum. When you're at rallies in 2016, Trump telling your supporters, punch him in the face, I'll pay for your legal bills. When you're telling police officers as the president of the United States, "Eh, knock them around a little bit, be tougher, referring to how they should treat black people. But when you're speaking in front of thousands of people many of whom you know are armed. Many, you're looking into a crowd of armed people and telling them to go to the Capitol. And I am no fan of politicians, by the way. I'm not saying politicians shouldn't feel pressure. I'm not saying that the Democrats and the Republicans in that Capitol shouldn't feel threatened. But they should feel threatened for losing their power losing their elections, losing their seats, not threatened for physical violence, not threatened that if you don't do what we want, we're going to come and we might kill you. That's not progressive. That's not American. That's not moral. I might really despise Nancy Pelosi, but we as progressives or anybody should not be calling for people to go to the Capitol and, and go to her desk to kill her. There were literally people, it's being reported, that went with, with a plan to kill Nancy Pelosi. I can't stand Nancy Pelosi. But you cannot, you cannot, you cannot let yourself get so angry to the point of doing evil things. We need to get rid of the Nancy Pelosi's electorally. We need to pressure and shame the Nancy Pelosi's electorally through protest campaigns, not through armed violence. And that extends even to others I hate, like Mitch McConnell. They might be immoral themselves. They might be part of a corrupt system. But tell me, show me in American history a time where Committing armed violence helped us get the progressive change that we want. Didn't, that's not what Martin Luther King did. 
It's not what Harvey Milk did. It's not what Gloria Steinem did. It's not what indigenous people have done, what brown people have done. They found explosives that these Trump supporters put. So to the people, and I've heard this even from some so-called progressives in media, saying, ah, oh, these were just, you know, some morons out, out there. They, oh, they're just morons. Oh, these were just, you know, people fighting for election integrity. Shut the f*** up about election integrity. I am so tired of hearing people on the left that are claiming to be progressive com- try and try and pretend that what this is is about election, election integrity. What this is is not about election integrity because election integrity actually is important. And I have broken stories on election fraud. I have broken stories on voter purges. I have broken stories on the Iowa caucus fraud of 2020. I'm all for a discussion and investigation on election fraud. But what this was, was not about election integrity. This was about Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Fox News, Newsmax, OANN, and other channels pushing a evidence-free, let me repeat that, an evidence-free conspiracy theory that hundreds of thousands of votes were illegally switched from Trump to Biden in multiple states. That is not, that's not about election integrity. You don't have any evidence that that happened. 